you know, we're the last line of defense. And really, the comedians are the last uh, the voice of truth in this whole thing. Hi, this is Meatloaf. Okay, kids, you know what time it is? You know what time it is? It's Outlaw Radio Time! This is Sean Young on Outlaw Radio. <laughs> hey, this is Shelly Berman on Outlaw Radio. Listen, come on, listen to me or listen to Matt. It, if you like being bored, it's great for you. It's Robert Hayes. I'm here on Outlaw Radio with Magic Matt, a.k.a. The Weasel. We are here to drink. We're here to smoke. We're here to interrupt. You may drink. You may smoke. You may interrupt. But I'm here to... F- Live from the Lighten Up Lounge, this is Tom DeLuise saying, this is Outlaw Radio. Hi, this is Chuck Woolery at Lighten Up Lounge on Outlaw Radio. There's lots of fun, guys. Be back. Two and two. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we smoke, we drink, and occasionally we bother people who look old and weak. Hi, this is Rick Dees with Magic Matt, a.k.a. Mr. Cigar, in the Lighten Up Lounge. We drink, we smoke, we... My brother Mark turned me on to this, uh... Don't know her name, but I call her the Alpaca Girl. <laughs> on YouTube last, uh... Last Saturday after the show... And at first you're wondering, what the hell is going on here? Is this interesting? And then you get sucked into all of her videos on the farm. What is this gal's name, Mark? It's called Useless Farm is the name of the... <laughs> I mean, first of all, it's called Useless Farm. Yeah. And why? Because it's, it's a useless a, farm. It's a useless farm. Yeah, they don't Yeah, they don't produce anything out of it. Somewhere that. in Canada, <laughs> this gal exists. Attractive gal. Yes. Very likable. Likable gal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she puts on no airs. She's totally natural. Yep. And she plays with alpacas. And what is it that continues to attack her? Oh yeah, her uh, her emu, <laughs> yeah, Karen. and uh, yeah, Karen, her emu, and Karen hates her. She yeah, hates her. Karen attacks this gal, yeah, and she reaches out and grabs her by the neck every time. Karen, yeah, and her eyes go to the side like she'll roll her eye. Karen, how Karen? many times? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. By the way, your mic should not be sitting down like that. Uh, not that you're a paid uh, radio professional. No, that's the wrong way to do it. You'll go right to the mic itself and then just lift it upwards. I don't know. You may be on to something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he put it lower. Well, no, no, because that's the way he had to sing right. Will Champlin. And, uh, I'm pretty sure he did it from up here. No, no. No? No, no I'm going to do it. <laughs> no, I do it. Matt's going to fix it. Matt's going to fix it. That's what he does. He likes it that one. Oh, look at that. Look at that, Roman. So much better. Whoa. Yeah. I just think I'm getting too old for this crap. (laughs) I I just trailer in the desert. That's it. Uh, little bourbon, goals? little bourbon, some cigars. That's it. So you uh, like anyway? Those you are like substantial that. goals? You like what, Lori? I said those are substantial goals. I've already hit my goals, so now it's just uh, I'm on the downhill slide. It's like it reminds me of uh, talking to Jay Thomas, the great Jay Thomas, actor, radio guy. Last time I talked to Jay, I think he was around 66 years old. I'm I'm not near that, but I feel like I'm much older than that. 
don't and know he, why. And he said, uh, he said, yeah, man, I'm on the downward slide of a great career. <laughs> and that's, I'll tell you, that's just... Uh, because I don't fit in with these uh, modern modern day uh, Gen Zs, and you know I'm throwing the millennials under the bus constantly. But I think it's the Gen Zs that are pissing me off more. You know, if you do the research, I think it's the Gen Zs. For I'm just a caveman. I do not even know your modern day devices. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you, you may be thinking to yourself, "What do you have to do, Matt? You talk on a friggin' microphone. How hard can it be?" Well, you may be onto something there. I may be just whining today. You are whining today. <sighs> You're like a parrot over there, yeah, Lori. I, Everything I, I say, it's, it's yeah, you are whining. Well, you are. Yeah, I know. Did you get Will Chaplin's number, Lori, so you can help him out, like you said? Yeah, help him dance, Lori. I already have it, Marty. Yeah. I already have it, Marty. Okay. Good for you, Lori. Uh, oh. Did you want it, Marty? Yeah. No, what am I going to do? Call, hey, Will, what's up, dude? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm not even certain we're streaming today on YouTube. I mean, it said the green light is on, but I don't even, I don't know. See, that's the thing. I, I You know, I'm technolo- technologically challenged, man. I, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I mean, the fact that I have a studio from an 1876 Virginia City, Nevada-style bar in my backyard, my God, I mean, that's a, talk about a goal, Lori. See, I've achieved that goal. <laughs> but now I don't even know if we're, we're supposed to be on live on YouTube right now. I don't even know if we are. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's just too Guys, much. Too much. What? What, Mark? Now, I see. I see you, Lori Oh, you do? So so we are? Yeah. Oh, Why geez. can't I hear him? What? Because you have his mic down no, because don't. you're a smart producer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He must have kicked something. I don't know. Wow, man. Uh, what? Uh, you know, sucking your teeth and must have kicked something. and just every You, have to you ta- work. Everybody's just bitching about things. Oh, so Lori, calm down, folks. Lori, and then, Lori came out swinging today, uh, man. And, and, then, oh, yeah. and then during the break. You were sucking now, I understand your teeth. We have a curtain behind us. Okay, folks? I understand that. Yeah. But now, now like, there's got to stay like this. Well, now it's wrapped around me where I'm wearing it like a freaking bearskin uh, rug. I wish you were because and, that would make it more. More pleasant oh, for I, the audience. Yeah, but not pleasant for me when I. I'm, oh, so it's about you. Oh, see, this is why. Marty. This yeah. is why you never yeah. show up for auditions because it's yeah. too much work for you yeah. to do a go back. To have this weighing on your shoulders like your magic trick. It's not weighing on your day. shoulders. Let me tell it's you not, something, Lori. You come here and sit here, Lori. You tell you know, me, Lori. You know what? We, okay, you two kids. You're not sitting here, Lori. You hold, don't hold freaking on. know. Hold on. Hold on. Just freaking curtain, Marty. You don't know, Lori. Okay. Sit here. Damn it. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Don't be stupid. Mart, you weren't in Vietnam, and she doesn't know. Here's the thing. God. We we have had more comments per capita over the last week regarding my burning of my brother's head on stage in Everett. Yeah, this is kind of like that. Yeah. For some reason, the listeners slash viewer now on YouTube at Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio, they sort of dug that story. And the question posed time and time again is, is that true? Yes. Did you exaggerate this? 100% true. Let me break it down for you. I am a uh, professional magician since the age of 10 years old. Now, what does that mean? It means at 10 years old, I was paid $10 to 
to perform for a uh, Boy Scout blue and gold dinner. Being compensated for that gig made me a professional. So from then on, I said, well, since I'm a professional, I might as well make even more money and started booking magic shows at shopping malls and so on throughout the Pacific Northwest. And I did all of the live local TV shows I could and had three of my own shows. So I, I guess back to my point, Lori, um, I, I've achieved all my goals. I did everything at a very wow. young age. And I think after about the age of 28, just all downhill. It's been hell. Yeah. I I mean, I made all my money before I was 30, you know, and and I did really well. I mean, at 14 years old, oh my God. I, was invent, I was investing in Dreyfus Mutual Funds at 14. So I was ahead of the curve on this. I had my little thing. Put it, you know, a hundred bucks here and there, and I think I still have a couple thousand bucks in there, probably forfeited to the government by now. Let me ask you, know, you a question. That's the way that works, right? You you sort of know investment stuff, Roman. Yeah. I you, mean, you still have it. You just yeah. gotta find it. I mean, the paperwork. <laughs> because I don't even think Dreyfus is in business anymore. I I don't think they're in business. But you know well, what, Matt? If, uh, what? Yeah. What? Well, if they're not, then someone took them over, and they yeah. don't have the paperwork. All right, yes, Laura. I don't know how you cap off at a certain age that it's over. I mean, you could have success, you could have great success in life, but it's never. Why do you over. think I'm doing the YouTube thing? You know, it's my last best hope. Other than that, <laughs> it's a trailer in Northern Nevada. That's not even a goal. Your oh, goal is a trailer. Uh, are you kidding me? This, this has been my goal for 30 friggin' years. Ask anyone who knows me. <laughs> I've been talking about this 30 years. A trailer. And I, I'll probably end up in Wisconsin. They love me in Wisconsin. So, and, and and I love Wisconsin. The only bitch you. is the obvious. And that is really cold weather oh, doesn't yeah. agree with me. Nope. But, but then there I go again whining. You know, and they, they applaud. Plenty of dive bars, keep you warm, drink that bourbon, and uh, smoke them cigars. Mule train! So the bottom line is, it's a true story. Performing at the Masonic Lodge in downtown Everett, Washington, 22 miles north of Seattle. And one of the magic tricks is a uh, an illusion that I built. Handmade, folks. <laughs> it, uh. It's completely handmade. Yeah. And there is a tube made of metal. Mm-hmm. And in that tube, uh, my brother Mart's head is placed. I pour lighter fluid seemingly on top of his head. Well. That's, that's the illusion. Yeah. Then I light his head on fire, pull the tube up, and his head turns into a skeleton. Skeleton face. <laughs> That's the bit. Well, the that... seal is supposed to stop the prevent the lighter fluid from dripping down on me. Didn't work that well. <laughs> so, yeah. Mart... And the well, fumes. Oh my god, the fumes alone, dude. So, like, well, the fire and, and the audience is gasping. Oh, they yeah. love the trick, but I hear my muffled, my mad. brother's muffled And he's voice. like kicking me going, just stay with it, Just man. stay with it. We're almost done with this. Like, what the and I'm whispering to him. The audience loves it. He's going, man, I'm, I'm this is, dying over here. He's coughing. And, and as it turns out, I, I guess 
I'm not the greatest illusion maker <laughs> because I, you know, I, I thought, well, what could go wrong? You know what could have gone wrong huh. is the fire could have creeped in there oh, yeah. and lit his head on fire. Right. <laughs> I yeah. mean, he could have. Yeah. So the second time we were about to perform this, Mike says, well, you're not doing that I trick. I said, are we you? doing that trick? He said, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a biggie. I it's a biggie. Ch- the I audience should... loves it. I waited for Matt to go backstage and I walked home. <laughs> and, like, and just, he left. Yeah. He left me. <laughs> yeah. And I, I forget, you know, it was so many friggin' years ago. I don't know if I grabbed someone from the audience. <laughs> Poor guys. <laughs> Can you imagine today the lawsuit? And mom goes, what are you doing back? I thought you were performing with Matt. I said, ah, long story, mom. You don't even want to, yeah. yeah. He, he tried to kill me, and I'm not, not going to have any part of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't trying to kill you. I was simply, listen, I've always I've always lived by the accident. The show must go on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially my head isn't in that contraption. I know you have still your magic tricks from the ones that you um, built back in the day. Is that one of them that's still here? No. I think I, 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 think think I, I found saved, that and threw it away. I, I think I saved the skeleton part. <laughs> I think I have the skeleton head. That's like PS. That's just bad memories. Man. That PST. Was, that, was made, that was made by a dude named R.C. McIntyre. In Everett, Washington. Now, I met this guy at the public library. That should have been my first clue. Oh, boy. Uh, because I would do I would uh-huh. do cable access TV shows from the public library. And uh, somehow he saunters in one day and oh. sees me performing the, the magic tricks. He, he invites it. me over to his, his place. Yeah. And he had lots of magic stuff. And now, puppets. Yeah, marionettes all over. and and magic yeah. all over, huh? All over, all over the house. Scary, puppet but especially story. down in the basement. That's where he kept all his magic. And that's tricks. where I had to sleep one night. And I, well, I, I it was like a twilight zone, and there's marionettes hovering over me, staring at me all night. And then he wakes me up with a puppet in my face, game, singing "Good morning, good, good morning, morning, good morning. morning." Yeah, I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, he's saying that to you also. Well, let me let me tell you. That. I'll give you. I'll give you the story here. <laughs> So the, this this dude who uh, taught me a lot about publicity and how to garner publicity, and, and he was extremely helpful uh, for my career. I got in uh, great feature articles in the Seattle Times, Everett uh, Herald, all of the local papers. He was a genius when it came to this stuff. And uh, and then we would, he didn't drive. We would t- we would take the bus yeah. from oh the Greyhound bus from uh, Everett to Seattle, and he'd take me to these great dinners. Dinners. Yeah, I mean, I mean, lavish dinners, steak and lobster, and, and I'm digging all this. All right, <laughs> thinking nothing of it, but, but you know, I'm thinking my parents. So what? They must have been in their 30s at the time. Uh, yeah. You know, they shouldn't be letting us stay overnight no. at some old guy's house. No. So I mean, weird. who knows what the hell this dude is up to, right? Yeah, right. But but I oh. but I'm not thinking like that. Until one day, Uh-oh. and oh, no. I and I've known this guy for a few years, and I show up yeah. in these uh, almost velvet-like pants <laughs> because they were it was after a performance, sure. and uh, and they were real tight velvet pants, <sighs> and and R. C. McIntyre, and by the way, I'm using his name now because I'm sh- he's got to be dead. Well, He'd God, be 110 yeah. years old. Yeah, but and he was only like 58 then, and that was you know that's an old man to a 14 year old. And or was I twelve? It doesn't matter. 
And so I arrived at his house and he said, and he said something like he smacked his lips and said, yummy. <laughs> and, and, no, no, and this is no, and this is out of no, this is after knowing the dude for a couple years. Yeah, and I think nothing of that. What could he be referring to? I don't connect those dots. I'm not thinking homosexuality at that age. I just it doesn't enter my my brain pattern. Right. So okay, I think nothing of it. We go in, and you know, he makes his weird sandwiches. Yeah, he and, made weird sandwiches. And by the way, by the way. And just be careful of this. I guess I'm. I want my brother to take note. Just, just be quiet for a second. He always used mayo yeah. on these sandwiches. Everything. That's all you need to say. Now, yeah, you're laughing, Lori, but I, I but I think back, oh. and if someone is a little bit nuts and maybe pedophilia-like. Mm. He would put mayo on my peanut butter and jelly one yeah, time. Yeah, as a, vic- really? as a yeah. vicarious sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, you're following this? Oh, yeah. This and and I, I'm, I'm simply saying that that's not out of the question. I'm not doing this for effect. This is the honest-to-God truth. This is in my mind that this could have happened. And yes, it makes me gag a little bit thinking about it, but it was so many years ago. Whatever that was oh. has already gone through my system. Oh. <laughs> but, but now here... Here's the bottom line. It was that same day, mm. and and he and we were talking, and I mentioned my girlfriend Uh-oh. that I had a, a new girlfriend. Yeah, and he and and here was the question. This is the question that finally this little idiot twelve year old or however old I was, it finally dawned on me. Well, you know, it, it takes some some idiots like me a while to figure things out. Because uh, I like the guy so much, and damn it, he had magic tricks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's not to like? Uh, I was never an, 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 a marionette aficionado or a puppet guy. I, I don't, it was never into that. I got it too. But magic oh, yeah. tricks, yes. And jokes that you play on people, like the soap that turns into blood and the snapping gum and all that. I loved all that stuff. But he, the, I'm talking about my girlfriend, and he said, he said, oh, you, you like girls? That was the big clue for me that something was awry here. And I said, yes, I I do. I do like girls. And I forget where the conversation went from there, but the fact that he asked me if I like girls, I never saw him again. Yeah. That was it. That, that was you. the last time I I ever spent any time at his house, and it's the last time I saw him. So my dad, you know, the the incredible one-man band, professional musician, Gary. Gary, my father, every uh, few months would say, yeah, I saw old Mac and Flash at the bank. <laughs> Mac and Flash. <laughs> and, and I don't know if I ever told my parents why I cut with him now if if I'm that that classic magician type now this sounds bad because I I love my magician friends but my god there are a lot of gay magicians oh, yeah. I mean, there there are a lot of gay magicians I remember Matt and I were staying at the magic hotel in Hollywood and he goes don't worry we got out of the parking garage and he's a few magicians are walking through he goes yep I go, yeah, what? Yeah, there a lot of these are gay. A lot of these guys. A lot of gay, a lot of gay magicians. <laughs> magicians. <laughs> but but as you know, I've never given an S about your sexual proclivity. Oh no, man. I mean, sure. if I did, I wouldn't be in the 
the world of magic. <laughs> like, you know, I wouldn't appreciate floating a woman in the air or sawing someone in half lengthwise. But, but this is a, so sad, though. A lot of lot of gay magicians. I ended up at some gay magician's house when I was 15 years old after performing at the Magic Castle in Hollywood. My my ride vanished. My relatives from Oregon who drove me here. They, I could not get in touch with them. There were, I called the number. I was at the Motel 8 on Cahuenga, which turns out that that was a hooker motel. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that. You know, what am I? I'm 15 and a half years old. And I performed at the Magic Castle, and I, I auditioned for the gong show. And and I, I had n- no place to go. So after my performance, the end of the week run at the Magic Castle, this dude and a very attractive blonde woman, his assistant, who I thought was his wife, they say, I, well, where are you going from here? You know, I really got no p- place to go. Well, you can, you can stay, you know, at, at my place for a couple days while you're figuring out how to get back home in the Pacific Northwest. I said, okay. So we end up in Long Beach. Oh my God! So we end up in Long Beach, hanging out with Snoop. No, and, and so, so as we arrive at his house, he says goodbye to the blonde. Oh no! So she leaves. He's not a married man, and I'm in the house with this dude, and everything's fine. And we, you know, we had some some food and so on. But then when it comes time for, to to sleep, he said, "Well, you you know, you can take the couch, or you can uh, you know sleep in the bed with me." That that means homosexual. And I'm a kid. I mean, how many pedophiles are out there, for God's sakes? Well, you're you're awfully attractive, man. I am. I'm a cute kid. So so if I had that proclivity, if I had that, I think I'd be in hog heaven, right? Wait a minute. How old were you at this point? (coughs) Fifteen and a half. You had no street smarts. Absolutely not, Lori. Absolutely not. Man, I I was selling weed, dealing weed, smoking weed, smoking cigarettes. What does that have to do with homosexuality, You had no street smarts. Uh, once again, I agree. That I agree with you twice on that. I, obviously, I have no street smarts. You like girls? Yeah, do you like girls? Yes, I guess too much, as it turns out, all these years later. Way too much. Well, Robert, check this out. Ask my banker. Way too much. Yes, Mart? So, this McIntyre, so he, he cuts ties, but I'm playing baseball <laughs> in the area. Oh, I'm no. in my baseball uniform. And McIntyre says, well, after the baseball game, come on over and we'll do a sandwich. Whatever. I'm like, Matt didn't tell me what really came down. I'm like, okay. Oh, that, that's nice so, of me. Yeah, so I'm sitting there in my uniform. He goes, you want to get out of those baseball clothes? Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I'll like, never forget that. You're so sweaty. And I'm like, okay, You're Matt, such a sweaty young lad. I think I called mom. Can you pick me up here, man? I got to get So, by the way, when he said, you know, you can sleep in my bed or the couch, yeah. I said, I'll take the couch. And then I woke up to a bunch of gay guys talking about a gay rights parade. Yes. So that sort of confirmed it for me. All right. Okay. (laughs) Not that there's anything wrong with it. Once again, I don't care. But damn it, if you're a pedophile, I do care. That's wrong and it's against the law. We'll be this after back, perhaps, on Outlaw Radio. I was hitting.
Right. Name something a doctor might pull out of a person. Darcy. A gerbil. <laughs> See, the, the guy just cannot, he's looking at her, he can't believe she said that. This is Outlaw Radio. The Outlaws is coming. And the Stooges is ready. He can't believe she said that. Outlaw Radio with Magic Matt Allen and the Demons of Decadence. Hear it right here every week. The Outlaws is coming, isn't they? Oh, yeah, yeah. 